So let's start off with a quiz. Do you love your mother and father? Well, I'm sure they'll be pleased to hear that amount of enthusiasm. Do you love your mother and father? Do you love your children? Well, I'm sure you will have found this gospel reading today and the words that Jesus says to his disciples a little challenging. But today's gospel is the conclusion of the instructions that we have heard Jesus giving to his disciples over the past weeks. We told that even the most humble among us have a share in the mission that Christ has for his church. We're not all called to be apostles or to be prophets like Elisha that we heard in today's first reading, but we are all called to a holy life in that even, even the most humble amongst us have a share in the mission of the church. Christ gives his church by extending the hospitality and the support to all of his disciples. Today, in our readings, Jesus outlines for us both the cost of discipleship, but also the rewards to all. When Jesus outlines his requirements for his disciples, they sound at first very harsh. For anyone who wants to be a disciple, Jesus demands that giving up his dearest and the most sacred feelings that we have towards our parents and our children. His requirement is that his followers should love him more than we love our mother and father and more than we love our children. Now, in as much as that may be or may sound a little harsh and be a shock for us today, I'm sure it was a shock for those in the first century. But this raises a question. Isn't Jesus contradicting God's commandment which demands that we love our parents and relatives? Isn't this contradicting that commandment? The answer to that is definitely not. Definitely not. Jesus is not contradicting that commandment. And let's get some background to understand a little of what Jesus is saying. At the time Matthew wrote his Gospels, having to break ties with one's family to follow Jesus was a very real threat and often a necessity. If we understand the background, it may help us to appreciate the severity of Jesus' demand. In the time of Jesus, the Jews demanded that anybody who converted to Christ was a traitor and must be expelled from the family and no longer a member of the people of Israel. Those who converted to Christ knew this. But Jesus also knew this because the bonds of family at that time were very, very important. In the ancient Mediterranean world, the family was the central social institution. Families were usually large and quite extended. It consisted of a father, the patriarch of the family, the children, the married sons, their daughters, and extended all the way to cousins. And the real consequence for somebody leaving or being expelled from the family was serious, serious if not disastrous. 
By leaving the security of the family unit, the person not only gave up the basic claim to the family honour and status, but also lost all of the family's economic, religious and social connections and support. Perhaps the most disastrous of all the consequences of leaving the family was the loss of connection to the family land and the family home. These were not only serious consequences, but they were also life-threatening. But for Jesus, the disciple must be ready to lose everything, even life itself. The practicalities of being a disciple were harsh and challenging. But what of us today? What about us today? What is the cross that we are to take up? And what are the conditions of discipleship outlined by Matthew? What are they for us in today's times? Jesus is saying that he will not accept people whose commitment is only half-hearted and temporary. He demands that his disciples have the courage to give up material support and security for the love of the gospel. What do we give up? What do we stand to lose? You? Me? Well, let's look at the demands that Jesus makes more in today's terms and as they would be applied to you and me. It's not father and son, a father and mother, or son or daughter that we're required to give up. Because generally what happens is our families don't alienate us when we decide to follow Christ. So the challenge of the gospel is that we must identify what stands in the way of our discipleship. What power over us, what authority over our lives prevents us to following Jesus? What addictions, what habits? What is it in our lives that replaces Jesus or blocks us from being true disciples of Jesus? Is it honour? Is it status? Is it economic reward, alternative spiritualities or superstitions, or maybe wrongful social connections? The cross we must carry is our commitment to Jesus, and that is what Jesus demands from us. But for the disciples in the Gospel reading today, and for the disciples today, who realise that we've got to make certain changes to our lives, Jesus doesn't leave us to carry our cross alone. The Gospel is divided today in two parts because Jesus knows and understands the hardships that will be faced by choosing him. To support the, gospel, to support the disciples of today's Gospel and also that first century Gospel, the Gospel highlights the importance of hospitality as an obligation to the Christian life. To welcome and care and support one another in Jesus' name is to extend hospitality to Jesus himself. We have many opportunities in our daily lives to reach out to others, to be welcoming and to be a healing presence and a sign for them of God's love. Yes, there are difficulties to discipleship, but Jesus assures us that those who care and welcome 
and support his disciples also welcome him. Surely we would all want that. But let's for a moment talk about hospitality because after all, that's what Jesus urges. Hospitality is a sacred act. Throughout scripture, hospitality provides safe passage for families like Abraham in Genesis when God tells him to leave his land and leave his country. It tells us also when Lot protects the visitors in Gomorrah and the people of Gomorrah wanted to kill them, hospitality protects those people. Today Jesus urges communities of his followers to practice this kind of hospitality. But let's be clear, hospitality is different and hospitality today is something that we have to be careful of. Let's be clear that we are not encouraged to take unsafe personal risks. We are not encouraged that hospitality means only what our first reading tells us today. Throughout scriptures we hear about angels who appear to humans, who appear in human form, and when they are welcome, many blessings follow after that. Jesus tells us in our gospel this morning that whoever welcomes a disciple welcomes him and ultimately God. But sadly, sadly hospitality today is a very different matter. There are valid safety and concerns when we look at the kind of hospitality that we would like to offer. Strangers are not welcome in our societies today. Today, we live behind locked doors, chains, alarm systems, guard dogs. Yes, but today more than ever we need hospitality. We need care and we need friendliness. In the world today there are lots of lonely and abandoned people. There are lots of strangers and displaced peoples and as Christians we must find a way to assist them and support them in their hardships. We read in the gospel that Christ died and rose that they may all be one. Ut unum sunt. Our world today shows that the we that is willed by God is broken, fragmented, wounded and disfigured. And the we that Jesus came for is crumbling and breaking, often due to narrow-minded and aggressive forms of nationalism and radical individualism, xenophobia and mistrust and misinformation. Sadly though, the price that is being paid, the highest price being paid, is by those who are most easily become the victims. Those who are viewed as outsiders, those who are viewed as others, foreigners, migrants, the marginalised, and those living outside of society. If Christians close ranks to secure themselves and their countries, and they close ranks to keep other people out when those people are in extreme need of help, for their own livelihoods. What hope is there for the world today? 
In conclusion, today's gospel challenges us who claim to be or want to be disciples of Jesus to reflect on three key ideas. Firstly, what is the real cost of maintaining my faith and my discipleship in Jesus? What's the cost for me? Secondly, how do we, not as a group but as individuals, relate to strangers, particularly those who appear unexpectedly in our midst, or those who have special needs, or those who are different to us in some way? And three, as disciples of Jesus, how can we best assist and support these people who are in desperate need of our help and our support and our care? To welcome, help, and support the stranger is to welcome Christ himself. Hospitality is not so much about open doors as it is about open hearts.